The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be used in the place of advice from a mental health medical professional for prevention, diagnosis, or treatment of any other illness. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. The opinions shared in this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect those of our employers. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Here Comes a Thought with me. I forgot my name, Kat, and my two wonderful, wonderful hosts who have names. I'm sure they do. I think their names are John and Mark. It's hello. It's, it's John with a G. Because Get it? Because it sounds like John, but he's not white. He's actually Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i'm white and puerto rican all right and mr biracial uh we have that wonderful thing of when you when they have the the thing it says what do you what is your race and then you have to hit like caucasian yeah (laughs) and then it's like what is your ethnicity hispanic (laughs) yep that's me that's you Mm -hmm. okay well in ethnicity i have to mark both white and hispanic uh there you go. Hispanic Latino, because you're not Hispanic. You're Latino. Well No. Yeah. We yeah. we we're we're both. No, you're not. Okay. All right. Just so we're clear on that. Are are you sure? Uh, have you done have you done his genogram? Yeah, I have actually. It's quite interesting. Do you do you know where like yeah, it's my, you know don't question my authority. Both well, okay. my last names are Spanish. Because I, I know for a fact, some of my family comes from Spain. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's it's down the line, but I do know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. And so we're how about, to a wonderful start. <laughs> how about we actually get to talking about what we're here to talk about, guys? Let's talk about the Steven Universe. Our short little hiatus is finally over. Yeah. Episode could- 15. We, we totally missed this, too. So, we are talking about... Oh, my God. I don't even know. So, this is episode 15, which are on our episode 15, which is episode 31 and... 32. 32. 32. You know, sequential order here. We could always skip 31. We don't have to really do what? 31. <laughs> I feel like we just... Okay, you know what? You're right. Never mind. I love it. <laughs> 31 is a wonderful reflection on existential crises. I'm sorry, but I just really do not like Ronaldo episodes, okay? <laughs> I could do without Ronaldo. Okay. So why don't you start us off with the, 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 the Ronaldo synopsis? You know, it's funny. I actually might get this stuff wrong because I watched these episodes over a week ago when we were supposed to record and then we did another project and we didn't have time to record. Okay, so everybody, the other project was um HCAT took over GFT and um so if you want to you can definitely go listen to that too. But but come back to this or listen to this and then listen to that. Or listen to both of them at the same time. How about let's Which, not do that? Let's not do that because that's probably just the worst headache you will ever have. <laughs> or the yeah. best one. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. We're, we're, bo- we're, <laughs> we're both choosing to disagree with John. Fine. Okay. Be that way. All right. Yes. All right. Any- we will. 
So I'm just going to give the the basic general overview of the Ronaldo episode because frankly I really don't care much for him as a character. I mean I, he, keep, provides, he provides he provides Keith City weir- weird. Yes, Keith keep Beach, Beach City, City weird, weird is the that. title of episode 31. And I'm just going to go over the general uh, thing of the episode. I'm not going to get into the nit and gritty stuff. So basically, Ronaldo has an existential crisis after he's pin like he's finding all of these things that he constantly writes about in his blog called Keep Beach City Weird, where he documents all like these abnormalities and anomalies that are appearing all throughout the, the town. And he shows it to Steven. Steven starts believing that sort of stuff. And then he goes to the gems and he starts talking about it. And the gems are right there to quickly debunk it. Well, namely Pearl stating that all of the things that have been happening is because of them and all of their fights with uh, these monsters that they, they've been poofing. So then Steven finally breaks the news to Ronaldo, like saying, no, yeah, this was us when we did this and when we did that from all the prior episodes. And this causes Ronaldo to completely question everything that he's ever believed in that he's been searching for this entire time and this just breaks ronaldo's spirit has no he he shuts down his his blog and he's like has like no motivation to do anything so steven tries to cheer him up by trying to act like something that he's been like you know doing all like this deconspiracy theory stuff about called uh sneeple or snake people and so after dressing up and and trying to pose and be like one for Ronaldo. Ronaldo actually knocks Steven out, takes him to the lighthouse and is like trying to like interrogate him. But then the gems come crashing through to save Steven. And like, he's trying to fight the gems, but clearly having no chance of winning until Steven gets out of his costume and tells Ronaldo like, no, I was just trying to act like, uh, act like it because you seem so sad. I was trying to cheer you up. And then he starts losing his spirit again. But then his uh, younger brother, Petey, uh, comes in and tries to do the same thing, but like he's like actually using the notes that Ronaldo has made and like trying to point out all these things. And then this kind of helps bring Ronaldo back to the same weird Ronaldo. And he makes a bunch of crazy conspiracy theories that seem very out of out of place. Mm-hmm. But as we'll find out in later episodes. Uh, Ronaldo actually is smarter than he looks and acts sometimes. I have to give him that. Hey, hey, I didn't say anything specific, but I will say that he does actually provide spoilers for future episodes. But because this is so early on, most people forget about it by the time the stuff that he's talking about is actually um, revealed. So that's basically the general overview of Keep Beach City Weird. Okay. So, thoughts. Why don't you like Ronaldo? I just... I find him very annoying. I don't know why. He's just an annoying character to me. Do you think that's on purpose? Probably. Okay. I, I mean, I honestly think like, like he's designed to be that paranoid conspiracy theory guy that's like huddled in his basement trying to connect all like these little hidden dots to try to find some secret underground like organization or group that's secretly pulling the strings behind everything. But he and he's meant to be that way because he's he's probably the person that provides a lot of the plot points or provides like these hints to future episodes. But because he's written as like this wacky, zany conspiracy theory guy, like you don't you don't think anything of it 
until you actually seize this stuff happening later on. You're like, oh my God. And then you come back. But his character in and of itself is just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like his, I don't like this episode. I didn't like his future episodes. I, ah, that's just my thing. Yeah. and, And I completely agree with you. I think Ronaldo is something, is someone that is, um, definitely annoying on purpose because I think, you know, when you have these characters that are written to be a sort of obnoxious or something, you're the, the writers are trying to get at something and it's usually a form of criticism. And uh, I guess that begs the question, you know, what type of criticism does Ronaldo represent? What is he a parody of? Yeah, and, and that's kind of we're going going back to what I was saying earlier of him being that one out there conspiracy theorist who's trying to prove the existence of something that may or may not be real. Yeah, and 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 they're so out there that people people find it hard to believe. But you know, and, and in the case of Steven Universe, it's whether or not eh, it may or may not be real, but we don't know. And yet he's sitting there trying to find evidence to prove that he's right. Yeah. And so we have a lot of these in actual, in real life, right? We have movements like uh, climate change deniers or flat earthers or um, anti-vaxxers, which are groups of people that sort of, uh, there's a, a current climate that sort of surrounds the denial of, of science or scientific research. And um, people that are, that are trying to find a sense of things that is outside of what we already know from science. And so there's a, there's this quote that he says that he says um, something like, you can't always trust facts and books. You sometimes, you know, you, you have to go by your gut. And uh, I think he, he represents these sort of movements in a way. Um, these um, movements that we see more frequently nowadays where there's a large groups of people that believe in something and it's hard to understand why they believe in that sort of thing. And we have to find a way to sort of deal with them. And so throughout this episode, um, Steven is sort of falling for everything that Ronaldo is saying. And he's sort of following him on that until Pearl sort of explains everything to Steven and everything makes so much more sense. And so when Steven comes back to Ronaldo and tells him, you know, um, those holes were that uh, drill gems that we fought in one episode. And that imprint I left in the sand was of um, Amethyst being hit by Garnet and while they were playing Steven Tag. And when he he tells Ronaldo that he he realizes that he's been sort of um believing these false ideas all along so if one were to try to even diagnose um Ronaldo with a sort of uh, delusional disorder you can't do that because usually when you have people with delusional disorder they they sustain their beliefs even when they're confronted by evidence so you would tell them like you know, those holes were caused by this drill gems that we were fighting the other day. And he would say, yeah, but who created the, the drill gems? It was the Sneeple. And so they can sort of add to any story you come up with to sort of 
re-justify what they believe. This isn't the case for all delusional um, patients, but it's it's very common for that to be the case. You, you know, it's it's kind of strange, though, because I understand this whole thing with him being the conspiracy theorist nut, but you've got freaking aliens. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. You've got aliens. Now now you can suspend this belief in so many things because you have not just aliens, but aliens that can make matter appear out of nowhere through like light or something. They and can it, change form. They, they completely can... change the laws of physics. And and he's over there like Sneeple. Mm-hmm. But he's upset that the Sneeple aren't real, but the aliens that are fighting a battle against their home world are, are like, I, that is what bothers me. <laughs> well, I think and, maybe. And okay, yeah, it's a cartoon, but come on now. Like, you've got aliens. Do you know how many people would be like, oh my God, it's freaking aliens? But perhaps because. Um, you know, gems have been on Earth for years. Um, and so maybe gems are just normal in this universe. So it's not something that you could create a conspiracy against. Um, unless it's a sort of like political, uh, conspiracy, but nothing like, you know, outer space is no longer that, that scary or that new because we already know aliens do exist and we've been living with them for years. So maybe what would be more frightening is something that's, always lived here in secret underground and has dressed up as us and has changed our politics and has us fighting over whether dubs or subs are better. Subs are always better. Hmm. Oh yeah. We can, we can talk about that some later in life. No, there's, there's no discussion there. Subs are better than dubs. I there, I said it. (sighs) So making the claim right now. So, I mean, he's, he, he, I can't with Ronaldo. I really can't. Because Beach City is not. You know what? Actually, I'm going to take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Because, oh my God, Connie is not from, um, she's not originally from Beach City. Uh-huh. She's never seen the Crystal Gems. She's never seen anything like the Crystal Gems. So the Crystal Gems are not a norm. Well, you could say so that's the crystal just a gems cultural are strictly difference. So, Maybe it's so, like but you know, again, I've never... it's a cultural. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a norm for Beach City, but not for anywhere else in the world. So, again, it's a situation of he's he's becoming over over indulgent in his um, magical thinking, mm-hmm. and he's forgetting the magical life that actually is happening in beach city yeah i mean if he would have gone anywhere in the world anywhere else in the world and talked about the crystal gems they would have thought he was crazy but maybe it's easier for him to sort of obsess with something that is so vague and out of most people's reach that he can actually have control over that narrative you know, you said he couldn't. We couldn't do the delusional, and I'm over here going, "Well, there's possi- possibility that we could diagnose with schizotypal." Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, schizotypal can be a very hard diagnosis to stick on somebody. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, because it's a personality disorder, and that's pretty much a diagnosis for life. Yeah. Um, and but he does sort of have this thing where he's paranoid, which is very 
very typical of, of schizotypal. And uh, he also has this sort of magical thinking that it doesn't fit well with what everybody else in even culturally believes. So, but the only the only reason why I would say he probably could, it, it's most likely not. I mean, so the diagnostic criteria would be the he needs five or five or more of the following. So ideas of references, including delusions of reference, mm-hmm. um, odd beliefs or magical thinking that influences behavior and is inconsistent with subcultural norms. Yes. So the subcultural norm of Beach City would be the Crystal Gems, and his magical thinking is the is the sneeple and all those other things that are going on um the unusual perceptual experiences including bodily illusions um yeah he he has those especially when he's he's um he i think there's a part in the episode where he's sort of detailing that he's he feels something or like ugh, i don't remember i haven't seen this episode in such a long time <laughs> Um, but I, I think he does make reference to sort of, uh, feeling energy or being able to manipulate energy. So, so then there's the odd thinking and speech. So it's either vague, circumstantial, metaphorical, over elaborate, or stereotype. Over elaborate, I would say. Also, and then there's the suspiciousness or paranoid, um, ideation, which, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. No explanation. No, no explanation. Yeah. Just yes. Yeah. Um, inappropriate or constricted affect. Um, and I would say most likely inappropriate, not constricted. Mm-hmm. He is explosive with everything. Yes. And uh, you can, his affect is, is very like, it's strong. It's, it's, and it's not a full range of affect. Every time you see him, it's, um, he's, He's very loud about his feelings at all times. Yeah. And he, most of the time, he's either paranoid or excited. Um, behavior or appearance that is odd, eccentric, or peculiar. Can't say that word. (laughs) Um, his uh, behavior is odd and is eccentric. Um, appearance is somewhat normal. Um, lack of close friends or confidants other than the first, than first degree relatives. Yes. Um, and I think the only close friend that he would have is Steven, and that's because Steven attempts to become his friend. Because but Steven even, is approachable to absolutely everybody everyone, in yeah. Beach City. Um, but other than that, I don't – again, it would be first-degree relatives. His his closest friend is his brother, Petey. Um, an excessive social anxiety that does not diminish with familiarity and tends to be associated with paranoid fears. I don't think he has that one. Uh, would you repeat it? I'm sorry. Excessive social anxiety that does not diminish with familiar- familiarity and tends to be associated with paranoid fears rather than negative judgments about self. Um, so that's the only one he he really doesn't have. So he meets a lot of those criteria. Yeah. Um, and we have no indication that it's he's been different at any point in his life. Yeah. Um, so- so and then of course it says does not occur exclusively during the course of schizophrenia, a bipolar disorder, or depressive disorder with psychotic features, another psychotic disorder, or autism spectrum disorder. And again, we're not saying that yes, this is what we're definitely saying he has because this is only one episode that we're seeing Ronaldo in. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be having a manic episode. 
Yes. And so so we're literally just saying when when you when sorry excuse me because <laughs> my my brain is just going yeah. a mile. We're a just juggling with ideas and sort of um, seeing what sort of things could stick and what couldn't and what would and if those things that do stick what whether they would um, further they, they would require further questioning or or further investigation and I think that's the most likely. Um, option we have either a schizotypal personality or he's just normal and he's just weird like beach city yeah so when we do our assessments for a client we'll put down these are the things that we think they may have so we will definitely put down and you know we'll probably like say okay we got to come back to this and say maybe this might be something that we we should look at um and then we'll say okay you know we'll go to the next session and you know we'll we'll see if there's if there's something else that's saying yes it's definitely this and and it takes a couple of sessions um before somebody can say yes this is the full diagnosis that we're saying that this person has yeah and i i for example i i want to be very careful when you um talk about these sort of diagnoses because there are things we don't know mm-hmm. if if he frequents internet boards that all sort of claim that Sneeple exists, and this is this isn't just something that he made up, um, you're going to find it very hard to sort of stick that diagnosis because it is acceptable in a certain culture. Same with people who might be flat earthers or um, just people with different types of cultures. I, for example, I once worked at a place where the doctor was trying to stick a patient with schizotypal personality disorder because they often used tarot as a um, meditative tool. And he thought, you know, tarot is magical thinking. So they definitely have some sort of disorder. And that's when these disorders can become very stigmatizing. And they can interfere when when the doctor or the person who establishes that diagnosis doesn't have that cultural framework that sort of enables, you know, that makes psychiatry or like mental health professions helpful. I think I went on a complete like rant and I have no idea what I just said. But yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm right there with you. I have no idea what you just said. No, that's fine. Um <laughs> We'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. The, maybe. This is but this is what happens with Ronaldo and this is why we, we kind of just go, all right, you know, this is something that we're gonna we're thinking this is a possibility. Um and again, we'll do another episode where Ronaldo will pop up and we'll say, okay, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, Either way, he's still annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you but- guys want to, want to skip to the next episode? I mean, do we have anything more to say about Ronaldo and keep Beach City weird? Um, I have many things to say. I mean, the, the are movies- they on topic? <laughs> yes. It, well, it would be a different topic, but. It would still be on topic with the episode. Uh, I thought that's you guys. If you guys want to keep talking about Beach City, that's fine. I had to keep being careful about how I say that because I keep feeling like I'm going to say something inappropriate and wrong. So mm-hmm. I need to make sure I say beach correctly. Don't, don't, don't worry. I already went through that. Um, and, and don't worry. This, uh, no matter what, I have the, the the episodes put down as explicit because we all know that I can't keep an F bomb out of my mouth. You just did. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's that's already the first step forward. 
I think the other part of this episode that maybe could have a, a small discussion is just so Ronaldo goes through an existential crisis when he once he understands that you know everything he thought was the truth is not real, and so he gets really depressed, right? Mm-hmm. And so a sort of solution that this episode has for that is. And it's sort of kind of like a cynical view, uh, which is surprising for a, such an optimistic show as Steven Universe is, to just say maybe it's better for somebody like Ronaldo to stay within the confines of his like fan- uh, fantasy um, than for him to know the truth that he is sort of not at the center of, of the universe. And so what do you guys think about that sort of conclusion? Uh, mm. I think there are many people who need help in understanding that just because they are not the center of the world does not mean they are less important than everyone else. Um, Ronaldo still has not found his place in life. And because Beach City does not have fucking schools. Ah, <laughs> you're doing so good. You did it again. <laughs> you're doing so good. I'm sorry. This, this topic pisses me off so much. But because they don't have schools, where would he gain an education to say that this is what I want to do in life. Feature. Where would he learn anime message boards? Uh, okay, the fact so that he... he is both an author and editor of. So I mean, <laughs> so at some point he'll learn that he wants to get into tentacle porn. That's great. <laughs> you, oh, okay, we went Thanks there. Thanks for guys. that image. <laughs> we went there, guys. We... <laughs> and on our next episode, join <laughs> us again. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's let's <laughs> but, let's let's bring it back. But um, but still, you know, Ronaldo hasn't had the ability to develop socially. He hasn't had the ability to develop um, educationally, academically, based on what we know of Beach City. But my my response to to that would be neither has anybody else in Beach City. Yes, but as I said before, there are some people who need help in understanding that just because they are not the center of the world does not make them less important. And he is one of those people. And sadly, unless they are with social groups that help them learn appropriate social cues, they will not learn these things. And and perhaps a more literal sort of way to understand this is there is really nobody at the center of the universe because the universe has no center and like you really think about it even no no matter how much money renown or knowledge somebody has nobody is at the center of anything it's just a frame of reference that that's important and so there's a lot of beliefs that go into him believing like if if he's not the guy who's discovering sneeple um, he he is not worth it. He's not important because to him, being 
important means being at the center of the universe and being at the center of the universe means you know being the one person who has all this knowledge that puts him above everybody else because it it, it means that he's above everyone and that's what he sort of feels he needs in order to be validated for his existence to be validated and there's this part in the episode where pearl gets maximum savage points where he she says like humans just live short boring insignificant lives so they can make up stories to feel like they get they're part of something bigger and they want to blame all the world's problems on a single enemy they can fight instead of a complex networks of interrelated forces beyond anybody's control and what she says is true um without the the adjectives you know short boring and significant lives mm-hmm. you can sort of cut that out but you know mm-hmm. the truth is our lives are short in the cosmic sense and maybe you could even say it's insignificant because well meaning is something i believe meaning is something you create so um it's not something that's completely out there um so, yeah, it, we we have to ascribe meaning to life, but sometimes for some people that means um once you know what brings you meaning, not having that is is means that you're meaningless or that your life is is less than you're less than or you you don't have a good quality of life. And that's the real problem, sort of being able to sort of adjust your perspective and your 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 needs. So, but I think I and feel thing, I, yeah. I I feel as if Stephen and Petey in trying to help Ronaldo are not helping Ronaldo. Yeah, because in this case, maybe it would be good for Ronaldo to sort of go through that grief and to sort of understand, you know, um, the, it's good that when you are are confronted with the fact that you've been living a lie, that you take some time to sort of digest that. And sometimes that will make you feel sad. And sometimes that will make you feel like, you know, I've wasted all this time. But it's good to sort of sit with those feelings. And maybe it would have been good if he would have seen a mental health professional at Mm -hmm. that point in his life, so that he would come to grips with those emotions. But instead, um, the solution that they come up with, because really, it's the it's probably the only thing they have available, because we don't even know if Beach City has mental health professionals. Beach City doesn't have teachers. So um, exactly. it's not it's not completely out there to believe that they don't have mental health professionals. Um, so maybe for them, the only possible answer is, you know, let's, let's bring him back into the fantasy that that space that will make him feel comfortable, because um, it's perhaps too uncomfortable for him to to sort of face those ideas. And that's something actually that's important in therapy. You don't confront a patient on their false beliefs if you have nothing good to replace it. So in a way, they, they're not helping him, but they're also trying to ameliorate the harm that has come to him because they have no better thing to replace it with. Okay. Yes? Yes. That, that makes sense. Out. That checks out. Okay. okay. We're going to move. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Wow. Fusion cuisine. I, Fusion cuisine. Oh boy. There, there's nothing else to say about it. Did you want? Did Did you want to say something else, Mark? About what? Mark about had a Ronaldo. Lot to say. First, did you want Mark to say loves- something? Something wonderful about Ronaldo and his like weird, weird habits? No. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> that's that's all he had to say. No. 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 
I uh, maybe maybe next time. Maybe next time the Ronaldo episode comes around, I'll have something to say. Deeping meaningful. We'll see, how, <laughs> we'll see how how my mood is when I watch that episode. Okay, so fusion cuisine. Oh boy, is this a goodie! It's another Stavani episode. Yes, even and Connie. Let's go. So, uh, the episode begins with Steven and Connie at Steven's house. They're watching, uh, this hit TV show called Under the Knife that Mm -hmm. Connie is not allowed to watch at home because her mother is actually a doctor and thinks that Under the Knife does not represent a real emergency room in any capacity. So therefore does not allow Connie to watch it. However, after they're watching this episode, it cuts to the commercials. Connie's mom calls and asks to speak to Steven's mother. Now, obviously, this presents a problem because Steven's mom gave up her physical form to make Steven. And he explains that to her. So then they go to the nearest gem, which is Garnet. And Garnet has to act like, you know, like his mom. But she cracks and butchers the conversation. And uh, but at this point, uh, playing with yeah, swords, they're dead. Yeah, it's okay. They're dying. They're dying. They're dead. Don't call again. <laughs> I panicked. The funny, the funniest thing is how she says that with a straight face. It's like she's I'm so sorry. calm about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I panicked. <laughs> and and so with that, Connie's mom gets really upset about that and won't allow Connie to hang out with Steven again until they meet his parents now at this point connie admits that she never fully like she hasn't explained steven's real family to them and instead lied and said they have a nuclear family which in this case is obviously just a mother and a father and their kids or in this case a child but obviously that's not steven's family he has the gems and then he has his dad so steven tries to pick one gem to take with him to go on this uh little family meetup and ultimately um comes across like he 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 points out these highlights with the with each gem so he starts off with amethyst and states that amethyst is really down to earth really conversational can interact with humans very well but she's really gross then we go to pearl who basically is a mother but she can't eat dinner she finds eating horribly disgusting and repulsive in and will absolutely refuse to eat. And Garnet is very cool and collected, but she's not one for conversation. So it's like they each have all these personal qualities needed for a mom, but they're in three separate people. And at this point, Steven's like, you know, I wish I could bring all three of you, but he really can't until he finally he comes up with the idea of having them all fuse together and having them be one giant woman. Now, at first, they kind of refuse, but, you know, Steven gives them the puppy dog eyes, and Garnet just says, well, we kind of have to. We have we don't have a choice. So they make Alexandrite, this, mon- like, this monstrously tall giant woman, and she's amazing, and they go to the dinner date, and uh, Connie's freaking out, because obviously there's Alexandrite, but, like, he's... For some reason, her parents are, like, surprisingly cool about this. Like, yeah, this, she's well, only, they look, like... They look uncomfortable. The, well, they look tall. Un- they look uncomfortable because, like, she just stuck all the breadsticks into her mouth. But, like, they're not really uncomfortable in the fact that she's, like, like 30 feet tall. Or no. the fact that she, owes a, that she owns an apple farm. And she's got freaking like four arms, two mouths. Like it, it's, it doesn't, 
Huh. It's weird. Anyway, going on. So Steven's trying to, like, come up with these lies to, like, you know, make it seem like he has two parents. It's not going well. Connie starts freaking out. And then they, like, Connie pulls Steven aside. They talk. And Steven's just like, Are, you're just ashamed of me and my family. Like, this is this is my family. Like, th- there's no way around it. Like, these are, these, are the, these are my family members, and I brought them all with me. And then he realizes that she's also been lying about her glasses to her to her family because she's still wearing her glasses even though she popped out the lenses because steven healed her eyes which you know is very difficult for her because in the indirect kiss episode she says what will i tell my parents what will i tell my optometrist until she ultimately decides to just pop out the lenses and keep wearing the frames (laughs) as a way to fool them Mm -hmm, because the parents won't notice Exactly. And so they go back to the dinner date and then ultimately after this giant debate within the gems because, you know, Amethyst wants to eat but Pearl's refusing to, uh, Stephen tells them they don't have to eat it and then they defuse in front of everybody and it's they the parents, or I should say Connie's parents start freaking out about what the heck's going on and then uh, Connie runs off, Stephen follows and they ultimately decide they're going to just run away and live somewhere else without telling anybody. So they hop on the next bus and they go somewhere else. And they think this is some fantastic idea until Alexandrite comes back, chases them down, picks up the bus, gets them back to the restaurant. And Connie's parents are starting to berate Connie. And then they overhear the gems completely going to town on Steven, grounding him for 1000 years with no with no dinner until Pearl says, no, we wouldn't starve you, but you will lose your TV privileges for 1,000 years. and Why did course, they do it? Because they love him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is when Connie's strict parents are like, wow, like, you guys know what you're doing. It's like, I'm, but then, then they start sharing their little parent quips where it's like, I'm more of a fan of the, it's for your own good. <laughs> and so ultimately after they sort of, you know, kind of come together and they realize that they have more commonality together, even though he doesn't necessarily have the most traditional family, his, her parents ultimately decide that they can still hang out and be friends. And then Steven goes to hug Connie in front of her parents and Connie's freaking out because she's like, uh oh. And then his her dad kind of comes in and breaks them apart, and that's the end of the episode. I went a lot more in depth at that than Ronaldo because yeah, you you really uh show where your loyalty lies. I hate Ronaldo. Okay, there I said it. <laughs> I said it. It's on record now. I hate Ronaldo. So for this episode, I want to give Kat the space to lead the discussion, considering it's so much about families, and Kat just happens to be. You know, I I just happens to be MFT just randomly. Didn't expect that to happen. It's not we like didn't we plan this or anything. We didn't yeah. we didn't plan it that way. Yeah. No. Okay. I just realized I I didn't know. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to focus on, of course, is the fact that um, Connie tells the parents that Stephen's family is a nuclear family. So, like you said, a nuclear family is mother, father, and the children. Um. Nuclear families are so almost defunct now. It's almost rare to find an intact nuclear family. But of course, we wouldn't say that Stephen's family is nuclear. Um, it also isn't a broken family. It's what we would consider a blended family. Um, he lives with what we would consider aunts, um, or legal guardians. Um, and he has his father who 
Again, it's a very strange arrangement, but that's how it works. But it's nonetheless a working family. Um, but on this, also, we have to think, like, not only that, it's what's the relationship between Connie and her parents that she feels she couldn't tell them, hey, by the way, magic is real and this is what happens. I no longer need glasses. Um, and my friend's family is not a typical family. So not only to just say, hey, my friend's mom, because she could have been completely honest and said, my friend's mom isn't around anymore. But she doesn't even say that she makes up a complete lie and say says they have that he has a nuclear family. I mean, she wouldn't have been completely far gone to say his his mother died. I, I think- mean, the the concept there, isn't completely go- completely wrong in her eyes. I think we can draw a connection between this episode and Secret Team, which I think was in our last episode. Yes. Um, because both of them sort of have this sort of um, undercurrent theme of... Actually, I was going to get into that in a little bit. Of lying. But what I, what I wanted to to sort of add to what you are saying right now of why she didn't um why she didn't tell her parents it seems to me her parents are very um strict about her upbringing mm-hmm. the fact that they keep sort of forbidding these shows because they're not real representations of emergency rooms sort of tells you how what the threshold for their parents are for the way they they want to bring their daughter up. And perhaps I I wouldn't find it too strange for Connie to believe that maybe if if Steven doesn't have a nuclear family, maybe their parents won't approve because they feel maybe that that might not be an appropriate household. Um as that is a, a prejudice that some people tend to hold that um if if a household isn't a nuclear family composed of a man and a woman um and their child it's probably you know it's not good upbringing or something like that. So, um, no, and you're you're completely right. I mean, some people are very, I mean, prejudiced against that, and this is going to be something that that is going to show later on in in later episodes. Actually, we never see any other relationship between Connie and her parents, really. Um, and I really would love to see. Wait, 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 wait. There is another. There's another episode I know between Connie and her mom, but there's not like full on episodes that show full interactions with the relationship dynamics. Yeah, it's not explored as well as Steven's family. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, I didn't know. Well, I mean, it is called Steven Universe, not Connie Maheshwaran. I think I think for example um forgot this Lars's family is explored more in depth. Yes. Well this will be later on in the series. So, spoiler. <laughs> well I mean like no cuz I mean like you get you get the thing is that they they only get like one episode but Connie's parents get like two episodes. You have one with her mother and then you have one with her father. But Connie's also a main protagonist. Mm-hmm. And Onion's family also gets a lot of Yeah. Well, it's onion, all right. Onion's an uh, an anomaly at this point. <laughs> so, so in Secret Team, Stephen had made this big deal about 
lying and keeping a secret from Garnet and seemed to have learned his lesson um, and was actually had actually been taken aback by the fact that Connie was lying to her parents instead of saying, hey, you know, I kind of realize what it's like to lie to somebody and have a secret and keep it from from somebody you care about. Instead of taking it from that point of view, he was like, I can't believe you would lie about my family like this. And the other thing is, for him, it's, he doesn't see that there's anything wrong with his family. So this hurts him on a different level also, because now this is the first time that he's seeing on, in his peer group, that his family may be more different than he realizes yeah and that maybe connie even though connie might not believe it um maybe he's he's seeing that connie sees something in his family that connie would think would be shameful in the public eye mm-hmm. so y- you know this is this is a new this is a new experience for steven um that he's never that uh, this is an experience that steven's never had and again this is an experience that he's never had with someone that he actually cares about. So the fact that someone he cares about seems to think something's wrong with the way his family is in public is where he's confused. Um, But this also shows the naivety uh, of Stephen. I mean, we all say our family is, our our family is embarrassing, Mm -hmm. but he hasn't developed that sense of why is my family so embarrassing? But at the same time, there's reasons why your family can be embarrassing as a teenager um, that that are sort of consistent with um, what he should feel. Perhaps, you know, like mom is always sort of um, trying to talk to me while I'm with my friends and she says embarrassing things. But somebody going out and saying, you know, your family's structure is embarrassing. I find it completely normal that he would be offended or perhaps even hurt by that. And you're you're actually completely right on that. That's just, I mean, again, this is going to be something that he's going to have to learn. And I think it's better that he learned it with Connie. Mm-hmm. Um, than who, from somebody who's directly trying to make fun of him or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Because Connie isn't saying that she doesn't, because she adores his family. Um, Connie actually is, is I guess, is almost attempts to be part of that family, which we see in later episodes. And, and in trying to join with that family and in joining with that family, she, she acknowledges all their changes. She acknowledges their differences and she's fine with everything. She accepts everything. Um, But she also knows how prejudicial her family can be. And you also have to wonder if, the whole thing with it being, you know, explaining it as a nuclear family. Is this a cultural thing? Because we, we don't look into the fact that culturally, I mean, besides the fact that it's like Beach City and she's from out of Beach City, Connie is, would I'm going to say Indian or like... I have no idea what she is, to be honest. She, yeah, I think so. So I, I think they had mentioned it at some in some episode and I really don't remember what it was. Um, but she's of Asian descent. And sometimes those, those, um, those cultures would be more of the like, no, yeah, this, you need a mom and a dad. And that's how a family is. Yeah. She's Indian American. 
So she is. So this may, you know, so it may be a cultural thing that she feels that she has to tell her parents that it's a nuclear family. So again, we didn't, we, we didn't look at it that way, of course. So, but the whole thing with Stephen doesn't have to give, um, he doesn't have to give an explanation of his family, but he does. Um, and his family loves him and that's the big thing. Um, he, he, his family shows that he, they love him on a consistent basis. They protect him at all times. They show him they love him. They're always teaching him. It may not be appropriate, the stuff that they show him, but they are still teaching him based on what they think he should know. And again, a lot of it is their learning as they go along too. Um, and I think when Connie's family sees how they're able, how Garnet and Pearl and, well, Garnet and Pearl really are able to show structure, show stability for Steven, they're like, okay, yeah, you know what? We can trust our child to be with him. Yeah. And that's that's part of, I, I think that's the wonderful message about this episode, which is, you know, independent of what the family structure is, the important thing is that there is stability and there is love and there is uh, sometimes, you know, the having the strength to uh, discipline or, or you know, um, have a strong hand with with your child, and I think it, that's sort of expressed with the with the crystal gems. And the interesting part is that the crystal gems that the whole family is completely and utterly non conventional. Um, and the number of parents, um, the fact that they're all um non binary but identify with um female pronouns the fact that he lived for some time with his father and for another time with his three aunts and the fact that he no longer lives with his he never met his biological mother there's a lot of things that are just different mm-hmm. but what this episode is sort of hinting at is that it that doesn't matter as long as it's a family and they take care of each other and that's what we see and that's the message you want to give kids who are watching this show for future generations. I like that. So I think the, um, and, and <laughs> so, so they elope. So they leave, they, they run away. And that is a lot of this shows the, the fear and childlike thinking that Connie still has. Mm-hmm. So t- Connie is very mature, especially when we come to Steven, but, she still has these moments where one, she feels like she can't talk to her parents, um, which is actually appropriate with children her age, um, to have that, that feeling that they can't relate to their parents. They can't talk, talk to them, appro- um, about certain topics. Um, we see that very often with, um, with kids this age. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like 14, right? Yeah. No, she's, they just turned 13. Wait, I'm trying to remember. What was his ep- What was the birthday that just passed for him? That was um. There, that, she's that twelve. Yeah, he's thirteen. She's twelve. Okay, so so she, but so she, at this age, they're still they're they're finding their identities. They they start relating more to peers as opposed to their parents. So being able to talk 
you know, to talk to their parents may seem strange um, or unusual or, you know, they just may feel as if they can't talk to them um, about certain topics. And this may be one of those things where they'll be like, no, my mom knows science. My dad knows science. They know math. They know this. They know that. And this is all they know. If I try to come at them with magic, they're going to be like, nope, and shut it down and... I'm never going to be able to see you again. So instead of giving their parents the the benefit of the doubt because they know their parents so well, they're just saying, okay, this is what I know they will not accept. So because they won't accept it, I can't tell them about it. And it's it's very interesting because um, Connie's parents are the complete opposite of um, Greg in a sense that Greg is only just starting to sort of put his foot down, but throughout what we've seen of the series up until now, he's been very sort of um, laissez-faire with the way they, they treat, um, he treats Stephen and discipline towards Stephen. Mm-hmm. When, when they were talking about the magic stuff, he'd be like, you know, that's not my problem because I don't know about the magic stuff. That's what the gems are supposed to take, be taken care of. And so Connie's parents seem more like the type of parents which are like, if it's going to be magic, since I don't understand that situation, I would much rather you withdraw from it until we can understand it and sort of um, know what we can and can't allow. And uh, so, yeah, that that's... Also, where where Connie's fears comes from, because in truth, I would not allow my kids to put their lives in danger in the way that they do constantly throughout this series. It's not that bad. <sighs> okay, just you know, end of the world, uh, destruction of the whole planet. Exactly. Kind of. But did you die? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the question that like. Every parent should ask when allowing their kids to do something. Exactly. You know, but did he die? No, then he should try it again. See, that's what I grew up with. Nowadays, now that doesn't that don't fly so much. But that's what I grew <laughs> up with. It's like, well, are you dying? Are you? No? Did you die? No. Then you're fine. So you just went to the hospital and you stayed there for a week in recovery. That's all. <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> Honestly, I tell my mom, hey, I'm sick. I'm, I have a fever. I can't go to school. Oh, are you throwing up? Are you dying? No, you're going to school. If you throw up or you die, then you come and go to the nurse office and you, you get me. That's, yeah. Classic. Yeah, that was, that was how, that's how my mom was too. Uh, it's like we all share something. <laughs> Whoa. It's like we all grew up similarly or something. My dad is like, I go to work sick and I'm a doctor. All <laughs> right. So... I mean, that's that was the main thing with this episode. Amethyst, of course, was her regular Amethyst self. But Pearl and Garnet really showed their whole motherly side. The, the you know, we're doing this because we love you. You're, you're grounded. Um, the over, <laughs> the overbearing, you know, no, no dinner. What was it? You're grounded for a thousand years and no yeah. food. Mm-hmm. No dinner for 1,000 years. And then Pearl says, oh, we would never starve you, but you will lose your TV privileges for 1,000 years. Which really tells us their concept of time. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's funny because um, her Connie's parents are just like, oh, you know, that's that's funny. You know, they're, they're thinking that they're just... 
exaggerating exaggerating but they probably they probably think that no we'll do a thousand years because That's it's a reasonable com- time. it's it's completely reasonable we've been on this earth for like several hundred years yeah it's nothing a thousand years goes by in a flash mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like rose but we still have no that clue. yeah too soon but we still have no clue how long Steven, Steven will last. be around for. So that'll be yeah. that's that's going to be. Ugh, watching them struggle with mortality. That's going to be interesting. So, but okay. So that is, I think that's the the whole thing about this episode. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Uh, you can of course find us all on Twitter. Um, me at cat mft. Um. John at Psychogonically and Mark at Queeties96. All our handles are in the show notes. And you, of course, can join us on the GT Discord where everybody is allowed to talk. And if you'd like to talk about this episode specifically, you can join us on the GT forums, which will, of course, links to everything will be in the show notes. Um, if there's something that you'd actually like to talk about, please send us a message and And we might make a bonus episode just for you we will even mention you in the episode unless you don't want that all right let's not get their hopes up okay (laughs) actually we probably would because i mean nobody else writes to us so why not okay so just cat and me would (laughs) mark would be completely left out i mean i'm already left out of most of these conversations anyway That's because you choose to. Well, I don't have a... a I'm not a licensed marriage and family uh, I'm therapist. not licensed yet. I'm still working on my license. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not... And I'm not a doctor. But you know, you've been in med school for four years, so you have a immense stack of knowledge. I'm still gaining my knowledge, okay? Mm, I don't buy it. <laughs> you have a lifetime of Mark experiences. That's but right. that has... That is... I cannot speak for some of these things if i am unaware of the knowledge behind these things you know and of course please rate review us on itunes because nobody can find us if they don't know where we are so rating us on itunes will draw more people to us so yes please rate and review um give us fives give us less than fives it's okay um but no give us fives (laughs) but the more reviews we have the better because it of course brings more people to our podcast so again thank you all and um we'll be back all right bye guys